Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is going on, guys? Welcome to the KBR Sports Podcast. You know the best sports podcast of your 24-hour day. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the podcast. Of course, if you're not already subscribed, make sure you guys go ahead and hit that subscribe button. And make sure you hit the follow button as well on the podcast. You don't miss any future podcast episodes. Also, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. The most recent video on the YouTube channel being that the Golden State Warriors are light years ahead. Kind of, but they honestly have proven it true time in and time out and we're going to talk about all that as the podcast goes on but guys make sure you also follow all the socials down in the description there should be a link tree that you guys can go to where all the socials and such are linked there as well as making sure that you guys go ahead and leave a review and a rating on the podcast it always does help to support the podcast and help the podcast grow you know that's always the goal is to have growth and your support definitely helps to be able to do that but of course this bag just fell out of nowhere my closet <laughs> but of course guys i'm joined by my guy snack kill oatmeal brother how we how we feeling about that nba finals and the end result how you feeling about it you know despite the score right despite the score it was a good game it was a it's just one of those games of runs where kept the warriors would get the you know yeah, the 22 point lead and then it was cut to nine and then the warriors would just put it back up to 15 and then it could cut down again and then uh, the final, final, just like three minutes of the game, it just officially put it away. It was a good, I mean, it was a good game. It wasn't like, uh, you know how the playoffs have been. It's, the playoffs were just blowout, 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 close game, blowout, blowout. Uh, so thankfully, it wasn't one of those games. But, uh, you know, we got to see, we got to see the greatness of Steph. Draymond turned back the clock to show one of his great games. The only thing that was really missing, I really wish play had gone off, too. Same. But it would have... It would have been a blowout. <laughs> it would have been, but it was. It still would have been nice to have, like the you know the, the big three, have their like you know kind of their send off. Yeah. You know, and then at the same time, you know, seeing that like, like we always talk about, oh, you know, players are always happy. You know, they you know they, you know, they want you in one or two. You know, it's it's, it's different than you know, your third or fourth, but man, seeing Steph like cry like that, man, just be emotional. Like you could tell how much that, that really meant to him. It, it's a testament to the fact that, you know, players say we don't listen to the media chatter and all that stuff. It's like, yeah, everybody yeah. listens, man. Everybody listens. And I mean, yeah. Steph admitted it. The whole team admitted it. They all been listening to hearing all the stuff people have been saying about Steph as a player, his ability and so on. And, now you're you're looking at the scenario and he finally it's like the the criticisms like there's no other criticisms now right like there's no Steph doesn't have the series there's no Steph doesn't have the finals MVP there's no Steph can't be the mm-hmm. best player on a championship you know it all these things it, they all just wash away it's like weird because a guy with his you rarely see and oddly enough me and my older brother talked about this right before the game. But this championship gives me very Kobe Orlando vibes, where you rarely see a guy, and this is a, this is even more different than Kobe's because 
Kobe's first three rings that he had won with Shaq, he, he won all those rings with Shaq, right? But Steph having his first ring without Durant and then the next two be with Durant, it's weird that he still needed this level of validation or vindication, right? And to a degree, it feels it feels like there was this thing, this monkey on his back, and you're like, man, but he really led a championship team to, you know, that first ring. But I know a lot of people, you know, Kyrie, Kevin Love, that whole deal. Yep, yep. And, and then the Andre Gudala finals MVP to this day. You really know how I feel about it. That's a sham. It's a joke. Still wrong. But... I'm not though. We we've already discussed this at length, man. Look, we're not doing this. You're not trolling me on this one. <laughs> but yeah, the vote, the voters were different. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you know, I agree. Like, uh, we talked about this. We, we have talked about this before as well. Where it's like, even though Steph wasn't the best player on on the the the, the Durant the Kevin Durant team, yeah, we still we still think he was the most important player on the team. Yeah, I I think and. When, when, it, and I think also after winning the first one, and then you blow the three-one lead, and then you get you have like you it, it seems like you have to go out and get Durant to to uh, what's it called? Yeah, to to you know get back. I can see why people were like you know I can see why people put down stuff like that. I don't agree with it obviously, but I can see why they do it. Um, but it, I, I and I do think. This was just kind of like if there was this was the cherry on top of the of the of the of the ice cream really. And he has everything else. No, you know, like you said, he, he you said he's probably around top fifteen. I don't think anybody crazy would have him. You know, any lower than thirty. And I think thirty is like even you know, way too high. I mean, way too low. Uh, so it's like you know, this was just the official like. All right, Steph. There's nothing else. You led the league in scoring. You've won in multiple MVPs. You have a Finals MVP. You have multiple rings. You have multiple rings on different teams. There's nothing. There's nothing. The only thing that you can do is win Defensive Player of the Year. There's nothing else you can do <laughs> in, in your career. Make an All NBA like, Defensive a, Team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that's it. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, you're 30, uh, 30, 33, 34. You know, so it's like you know, you're on the, you're on the, you're on the probably downside of your career. You know, this was, the, and that's why I said this is kind of like the nice final send off. Obviously, they still can get back there. Yeah. But the chances of, yeah, yeah the, the, who knows what Draymond's going to look like next year? Who knows if Clay's going to get that, going to be Clay again? I mean, because it's not just the injuries. I mean, he's also getting older. Uh, and it's just, we'll see, you know, again, this team's going to be good. I mean, the team, they're just too, they're too talented and too savvy to not be good. But will they have that that the run in the playoff again? Will they will they have that same energy next year coming in? Yeah, I think it's one of those things. Steph alluded to it yesterday when he was talking about the younger guys on the team, and Steph went out of his way to note like he was telling guys like Jordan Poole and yep. and Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga. He said he noted to make sure he was telling those guys like, "Hey, this isn't we're not done. Like you guys have to." you know, improve to push us to yeah. keep doing this. This we're not this window isn't closed yet. And he even though he said this is a hallmark moment of his career, it wasn't this isn't this shouldn't be the last time they're in the finals if all goes according to plan. And yeah. I think I think man when it comes to Steph, and I know you say top fifteen, I'm man, I, I, I 
No, you you said top fifteen originally. No, I do. I I do think he's top fifteen. I, I think top, I mean he might even uh, be. What did I say? Top twenty five. Yeah, you said top twenty five. I think he might even. I mean, Steph has an argument, man, amongst those guys where we're talking oh, about oh, top fifteen. Oh, what? To possibly oh, okay. be in a top ten type of guy. He has an uh, argument. I, I don't think this t- the top ten. Like when we're talking about the top ten best NBA players of all time, right? I think the list uh, the list rotates, however, whomever you ask, whatever they value. But I think the the requirements that a lot of people have, Steph suffices for many of those requirements, and a lot of what he needed was more of that postseason success. And I think now he's reaching that point where it's like, okay, like four rings, two. Two MVP, regular season MVPs, one finals MVP, two scoring titles. And you're looking at all the records he's broken, the way he's impacted basketball. And those are things that you look at. You're like, man, this guy, you can make the case, man. I mean, I already noted that 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 top 15 and those five guys outside of the 10, I would say, like the Oscars, the Moses Malone. the like There's just that brass of guys, Hakeem, Dr. J, and, or not Dr. J, sorry, Jerry West. The different guys like that, and I've noted all these guys, but I think when we if we were to break down each case, man, Steph has a legitimate case, and I think that's what this does for him. I know I think we should probably do a deeper dive into that, like if we want we're to actually doing, break... We're doing a KBR seventy five. <laughs> man, that's gonna we be have, crazy. we haven't we haven't discussed it yet. Well, I mean, it's not like it's off season. We have, it's not like we have that much to discuss on <laughs> Yeah, you man. know, it's like we have the, we have the draft coming up. And then after that, I mean, it's summer league. And then, I mean, so during summer league, I guess we can. Yeah. We can. I mean, There'll be time. What, I mean, that's like what three, three to the three to four, uh, four to probably a four podcast series. Yeah, yeah, definitely, it definitely would be four podcast type deal. It wouldn't. That's a that's a long that's a long endeavor. <laughs> it's a no, lot. Of, it's, it's honestly, it's honestly not that long. I mean, you got to think. We got we're combing through guys' whole career, right? Like, and historical. We got to bring it up for everybody to understand the context of different moments of why this guy's placed here. And especially if we're going to do podcast length discussion on it, you have to kind of be able to discuss it at length for each of these guys and talk about the whole history of the NBA. So we're going back literally to the start. No, I think I think top ten, top ten, we can pretty much run through pretty quickly. Yeah, the top ten. But if you're doing a top seventy five series, your 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 back end top is top fifteen. Oh, back end. Yo, know, back end. I mean, it'll probably be the longer conversation. But I mean, I think. I mean, shoot. I think top twenty five. We can real probably, probably run through the top. The, 25. the funny thing is, the back end. Off. The back end will probably require the most research, but it'll probably be the shortest discussion. That's the funniest part. Yeah, because I mean those. Uh, even if we don't do, we will we'll discuss it. But if, if we may not do KBR seventy five, we may do like. But let's. I want to focus. I want to focus on this for Steph here, though. Okay, so for Steph, yeah, for Steph, when we're talking about where he, I mean his his performance in this finals and him, he was the constant, right? And I think one of the things that why we put Steph in that conversation of those top whatever guys, top fifteen, top ten, is because Steph Curry, even though I know his one glaring weakness is the defense. Right, he is the one guy in most of these lists that never really was or is not the defender that like you can make the, you could like Hakeem or Moses Malone or different guys like that. Right, 
Steph is the one outlier that you just point at. You're like, well, he doesn't play the other side of the ball. But it's just the offensive impact is so – it's like a tidal wave of how it overwhelms teams, how it can overwhelm, and how it impacts uh, a, a series. Like we even saw it with how he impacted this series when he was playing bad. I mean, you saw so many open moments where – there was a moment, I think it was in the second or third quarter – where I think Claire, uh, Clay sets a flare screen for Steph to come up off the top. And Clay rolls to the basket immediately. And Draymond hits him with this this damn laser of a pass. And it was such a beautiful play. But I'm like, man, that it that's just... That play was created off the fact that these two guys are both so concerned with not letting Steph get any breathing room. And then Clay's able just to cut to the basket and get a layup, Right. And it's one of those things that, yeah, that doesn't show up for Steph in the stat sheet. but And it goes to Draymond as an assist. But that's a Steph hockey assist because he, he's taking two people with him on a, on a, while he's not even holding the basketball. And I think those moments, we just they just can't be – they can't be overlooked, I guess you could say. Because it's just so impactful to – I mean, the whole Warriors offense is built around those moments like that, right? And I think that – I think that when you look at this team and we look at these three guys, the core guys that have been together for all these years, and I think it's it's a testament because when you look at – this is so crazy. You look at Steph Curry's finals performance, 31, 31 points per game. He averaged six rebounds, five assists. And then you look at his percentages in the finals, 48% from the field, 43% from deep. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. 85.7% from the free throw line. I mean, the guy was just on a tear. 31 threes in the uh, series. Like, I... Yeah, just... I will say this. this is, and, and those numbers kind of don't reflect. Like, that. Like those numbers are good. But go look up what Boston did to KD, Giannis, and... Oh, God, who else did this play? Oh, and they then, didn't really do it to uh, Jimmy well, Butler. Yeah, it definitely definitely did not do it to Jimmy Butler. But <laughs> you know, Bam Bam and, and literally everyone else in that playoff series uh did not look great. Yeah. Yeah, this has been the number one defense for I think since January. Yeah, they have. And Steph Steph put on a master class on, on playing against him. He has one bad game. One bad game against the best defense in the NBA. And, the, and easily the best defense in the postseason. Yeah. And it, no, so it, go it ahead. Was, continue. It, 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 it was genuinely a crazy, crazy series. Uh, uh, you know, the crazy thing is for me, too, is that when you look at this team, man, and you look at just this, the, the I think so many times people, not that, not that people try to undersell team culture, right? But... I think when it comes to teams like Miami, maybe that doesn't have a championship to, yeah, to 
to necessarily bra- like brag about when it comes to their culture, but yeah, yeah. there is a real thing when it comes to team culture and how it impacts oh, who yeah. you bring into your organization and how it impacts how each of the guys mesh with one another. And I think this yeah. Warriors team, I noted it, and I really want you guys, if you guys haven't, I'm going to keep hugging this video, the YouTube video, the Warriors being light years it's ahead. Relevant. It's very relevant, very relevant because it is, it's crazy because it, when you look at how from a managerial standpoint, right, from top to bottom, and I know in multiple instances how the Warriors really, to, to sustain this window is a, is a feat in and of itself, man, because what people don't realize is that a lot of times to you'd only have that what three year stretch right where you're able to yeah. keep a core yeah, a, a, yeah you got a three year stretch where you're able to keep a core of guys together a lot of times because of contractual issues or somebody one of the three gets hurt and is not as good anymore or egos that that's normally a large part of what breaks teams up and a lot it's very difficult to keep a core of three guys together and also fill out the roster around them with plugging in the exact things that that team needs to be great. This Warriors team after after Kevin Durant left, the biggest gaping hole was the fact that they didn't have another athletic wing or something like of that sort. And while they didn't, that's not what they necessarily went out and got initially when trading for D'Angelo Russell after the Kevin Durant um, departure. But you know, the crazy thing is the fact that Kevin Durant even felt obliged to do a sign-in trade with the team because, I mean, really, if Kevin Durant doesn't do a sign-in trade with the Warriors, this doesn't happen, right? Yeah, true. You know, they don't get the draft pick that comes in coupling with the with the sign-in trade. They don't. They, they wouldn't have gotten D'Angelo Russell to then flip and go get Andrew Wiggins. So a large part of this is thanks to still the remnants of what Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant's coming to the franchise caused and. I think that when you look at this team and, and having the wherewithal to know, hey, this Andrew, Wick, or sorry, the, the, the Angela Russell thing is not going to work, right? And so many teams, you see them, they get stuck in a position, and you just see them putting their pushing their head against the wall, right? Like right now, the Lakers are stuck with Russell Westbrook, and it's while you want, you wonder what Darvin Ham could do with that team, you still at the same time notice that may, this the fit isn't ideal, right? And this Warriors team, you never felt like the Warriors were in a position that they were stuck. Or that they were in a position that they couldn't get out of and improve the team somehow. And to flip the D'Angelo Russell asset asset for Andrew Wiggins is one of I mean, when we look back, that's I mean, that trade won them a title, right? And yeah. when you look back on NBA trades that have won titles, I mean, how many can we name, right? The Kawhi trade, obviously. The the who else am I thinking of? The the Mavericks traded for somebody the year they beat the Heat, but I don't know if it was a trade as as. I guess you could the 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 Mavericks acquiring Jason Kidd, but yeah. the, the Pau Gasol trade obviously that one is yeah, that that's clear as day. That one is <laughs> that that was that's such a fantastic trade on behalf of the Lakers. Still still want the NBA to go back and uh, look into that one. <laughs> Then we have the what? What would the next one be? Rasheed Wallace, right? Uh, Yeah, I I think that's the next. That's the next one I can think of off the top of my head. Rasheed Wallace, and I guess if you want to consider Shaq to the Heat, yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess those are ones, but it's just 
there, there's just these moments that front offices, man. At Steve Kerr made it a point to acknowledge the fact that Bob Myers doesn't get enough credit. And I think that he was right because this Warriors team, please go watch the video, guys, because, I mean, the the, the way I, I outlined it all in terms of the decisions they've made, the, the decisions they stayed away from, and the way that team was able, I mean, not trading for trading Clay Thompson for Kevin Love was one of the biggest ones, but also not trading for Ben Simmons, right? And just these different moves that you could have that you could have made that would have possibly messed up the feng shui of how this team played. And Andrew Wiggins, even in in and of himself, man, I, I, how how did you feel about Andrew Wiggins in this series? He right He was real good. But, man. Yeah, he was. Uh, Listen, he had two. He had a very two good two game stretch there. Where yeah, he, he was, uh, where he he helped alleviate that bad shooting night, and he was a monster on the board the game before that. And that was a that was also a big issue. I think I didn't even realize what happening was that Golden State was just dominating Boston on the board. Yeah, which I, I don't I don't feel like should happen when your tallest player six six at times. Yeah, you know six seven six eight. I mean. There's, there's no real reason why they should have. At one point, it was ten off with the rebounds for two. Yeah, you know, it wasn't like Kevon. It's not like Kevon Looney was playing last like last night, but he didn't play like forty minutes or something. Where he's the one terrorizing you on the board. I mean, Wiggins had a couple of putbacks. Draymond hustled for a couple of offensive boards. Then we'll, we'll talk about the Wiggins. But yeah, Wiggins. See, I don't know. People are like, Williams was the second best player on the team. It's not the thing. It's like, I, let's look, with the Warriors, right? Look, here, the Andrew, like, Andrew Wiggins. There, are a couple, there were a couple players that were the second. They had, he had a couple games where he was the second best player. Draymond had, had a game where he was the second best player. You know, Clay had a game where he was the second. It, it, it's tough to say, like, one player was, like, the Andrew Wiggins, player. game one, 20 points on 8 of 15 shooting. He didn't have, he had five rebounds game two. He put up a clunker, 11 points on four of 12. Game three, 18 points on seven of 16. Seven rebounds to go in that game, two steals. Then game four, 17 points, 16 rebounds. That's really when he turned it up, seven of 17. Yeah, those, yeah. That three-game stretch right there is really where he, he, had, he had solid scoring nights. I mean, he, he, he had the one 11-point clunker, but outside of that, he was 17 and up. Really, the whole series, yeah. and he was a uh, listen. Wiggins scoring wise is what he is. What he is, he's an inefficient shooter who doesn't get the ball. The score who doesn't get the ball. That's what he is. No, no, it's not a problem with that or anything. When he when he's the you know third option on the offense, I mean that's that's perfectly fine. But uh, his work on his work on defense and his work on um his work on defense and his work on the ball seven parts. So I want to I want to note something. So because I want to talk more of what happened in the game, and I noted here when it happened in the first quarter. So the Warriors were uh, sorry, the, the Celtics were up fourteen to two in that first quarter, and really things changed when Marcus Smart picked up his second foul, and he picked up his second foul. He checked out of the game, and that's and Jason Tatum came in for him. And initially, they were they started off the game posting Marcus Smart up on on Steph Curry multiple times, and they were like attacking Steph. Mm-hmm. And after he picked up his second foul, he checks out. And I noted at that point in time that the Warriors 
I think I texted you about it, that the Warriors outscored the Celtics 13-2 to following that Marcus Smart being subbed out at 3.06, at least up until that point in the game. But literally from that point in the game, the Warriors went on a 70-36 to run all the way to the 6-12 mark in the third quarter, dude. And it was one of those moments that I was like, man... Like I, I know Marcus Smart was was huge for the Celtics. I mean, he obviously came back in the game later on as well. But it, I felt as though him being subbed out in that moment, I felt like the Warriors attacking him once he, they knew he had those two fouls, and they got really aggressive, especially Steph. And they didn't have anybody to really attack Steph. Well, let me not say they didn't have anybody, but when it, it's so much easier to hunt Steph when the guy is his natural matchup. And as opposed to having to try and keep screening to get him put on Tatum or Brown. And I think that that run, man, that run was crazy. I mean, it went from the, it literally started to the, from the end of the first quarter all the way midway to the third quarter. I mean, that's a, I mean, that's a freaking tsunami to have just come down on you. Yeah. Uh, you, 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 yeah, you did that. Thing. And I, I didn't think that was uh, like a turning point in the game or anything like that. I think it was just one of those things where like, Golden State, like, two things happened. Golden State settled down. I mean, you got punched them out, man. But then, uh, I want to, I want to say they had two turnovers happen. But I remember they got the Andrew Wiggins dunk, which led to the timeout by, by Boston. And the, you know, we talked about this last time on the podcast. Boston just gets into this situation where like, they ISO a few times. And the buckets start going in, and then they ISO, and it just starts falling apart when they, when those shots aren't falling, and that's exactly what happened. Is that they they came out, they hit, they were hitting three, they were they were hitting you know jump, jumpers off the off the dribble, looks great and everything, except for when they missed that three or four in a row, and Golden State was able to get out, they got the long rebounds where they could just push it off off that, didn't let Boston get set up, and that's when it that's when it changed, and then. So, I, I mean, I think it was going to happen regardless. Because we, we know how Boston's offense has been. It's just been uh, – you saw in the second half, too, where it was just Tatum kept trying to ISO. It just never looked good. And Jalen Brown ISO, it looked – and for the most part, he was hitting. But, I mean, that's just the – that's what happens when you just, like, ISO, ISO. Even when um they, they tried to do the Al Horford – the Al Horford on Steph Curry post up, and it was just like even they tried to hunt him. It was just like uh, Golden State was so active last night that I, I don't think that the Marcus Smart post up thing was gonna be like a a thing they could just abuse like all game. Yeah, or like even that first quarter. Because I mean, like, it, like I said, Golden State was so active last night. But like I said, the, the the first jump of the game, you know, they got they got punched in the mouth. I mean, like I said, I mean. Boston's at home. They're they're trying to do stuff, probably. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. They come out swinging. And, you know, Golden State's experienced team. We, I don't think we, we were either like, oh, this game's over. You know, at that point, I think we were just like, okay, well, they came out hot. Let's see what happens. And, yeah. you know, young team got a little, got shot, shot, shot a little too early. And the more experienced team was like, okay. <laughs> That's just you know we've been here before you know you got this and, and that's what happened they and then the, the, they got back into it the turnover started happening Boston got rattled and from there on they just kind of just kind of kept going and rolled the rest of the game yeah you know you know crazy thing is man it's it was a weird scenario because I'm sitting there watching it and I'm like man I, it felt like there was a there was moments right and I felt like Jalen Brown he was trying. Right, he was trying to pull them he back in. So hard, yeah, man. And he had some drives there. He had some threes, some big time shots. And we we talked about this. I mean, the Jalen Brown factor versus the Tatum factor. You really look at this series, and you're like, well, Jalen Brown did his job, right? And when you contrast it to Jason Tatum, dude, I don't know what happened to Jason Tatum. It's it's mind boggling to me, to be real with you. I mean, Jalen Jason Tatum. He, I don't know if it was the fact that Andrew Wiggins checking him or what, but I, he was, I mean, he was lost. Jason Tatum, in this game, 13 points, seven assists, five turnovers. Jason Tatum is the first player in NBA history to have 100 turnovers in a single postseason. Yep. That is horrific. Well, someone, yeah, someone say it's not good. <laughs> six of 18 from the field man one of four from three like he was going through it he took no free throws yeah. and yeah, I, I look at it and i'm like man his series is just such a i mean yeah, really man. tatum he had a game here or there but tatum hasn't really been that guy since the the what were we i guess you could say he had one he had a he had one good game he had a few Maybe one or two. Good games. What, in the finals? Yeah. But oh, he, uh, he never lived up to the Eastern Conference Finals performances. He never he never once lived up to the Milwaukee performance in Game 5, I believe it was, or Game 6, where he dropped oh. 46 points on 17 oh. of 32 shots. He never once lived up to that. And... For much of this series, man, I just felt like the Boston they they got exposed just for their lack of ball being able to protect the basketball. It was, I mean, it was so bad how many turnovers they had and how many times I'm sitting here, I'm like, yo, these guys cannot control the ball. Like it was so many drives, they're just losing the ball. The ball's being fumbled here and there. I mean, what what was the stat? It was like 15 turnovers was the magic number for the Celtics. If they had under 15 turnovers, they are they had an incredible record. If they had over 15 turnovers, they were a horrific team. And then you look at this no, game. Not a horrific team. They they haven't won a game if they turned the ball over 15 times. Yep, and it's one of those things that you look at this game, and they were just turning the ball over left and right, and 
you credit that to yeah. the Golden State defense, but some of the turnovers for Boston, I was like, oh, what are these guys doing? Like, I was, even though I'm a Laker fan and I'm not like I'm wanting the Celtics to win, but at the same time, I, I won a good game and I'm like, what are the Celtics doing? Right? Like, 23 turnovers. Yeah. I don't know. That's why. That's why I say. That's why I say. Like. <clears throat> uh, that's why I said. Like for me, the market smart thing. Like I get it, yeah, but it was like more so. Like once I saw the turnovers start rolling in, it was just like, nah. The, this is a, this is a Boston turning the ball over uh, problem. Then it is uh, the market smart was like a major factor in like keeping them keeping uh, keeping uh, Golden State in check. Because like what's the what's the turnovers? I mean, they were just awful turnovers and it was like turnovers that they, it wasn't like they're you know it's different kind of turnovers right yeah it's like there's turnovers that let you set up your defense and then there's turnovers that just like you just get ran out of ran out the building and it was the latter not the former that they were getting which whatever and the in the amount of times i just saw like three months touch the ball he's gone like you, it was like it was it was really reminiscent of old Draymond, where he was just like yeah. aggressively pushing the ball. Yeah. And it didn't matter. And second of all, hold on a second, one second. I know we're gonna talk about Tatum for a second, but yo, Robert Williams, that man was a menace. Yeah, he was. I don't know what Jordan Poole was trying to do, what he was <laughs> trying to prove. Yeah. Stop going at that man. Like, damn, bro, how many times you got up? Bro, it was like it was like LeBron and Steph in, in twenty fifteen. Nah, it's facts. It was crazy. But, it was it was crazy. Yeah. It was. But yeah, the the whole ball handling situation and you know, Tatum Tatum and Brown are both really good split. They're good at everything on offense. And so they're both good shooters. Jason, I think Jason Jalen Brown is like one of the better off um, catch and shoot players, um, in terms of, you know, he's like, he's above average, not to say great. And he's a good shooter himself. And so this is actually one of those teams that genuinely could just use, like, a traditional, you know, three and D kind of point guard. Who, like, who, uh, you know, point guard, not Marcus Smart. You know, a guy who, uh, you know, understands, like, playmaking and more so than scoring. Yeah, it's a I'm tough. It's a tough a sell. I'm trying to think of a player. Like they could, they could use like a Tyus Jones. Yeah, Malcolm. What like would you say, guy, Malcolm Brogdon? Malcolm Brogdon probably went to, it would probably be too expensive. I mean, if they can swing a trade for him, yeah, absolutely. But like, yeah, just one of those guys who can, who's not going to mess up their spacing, but who's also he's not. He doesn't need to get the. He doesn't need to be to have the ball in his hands. He doesn't need to score. He's you know he he understands when to be aggressive and when to you know set up Tatum and Brown. I guess that was Kimba was supposed to be, but I think Kimba messes up the a he messes up the defense and b he you know he was score first yeah more than anything, and so it's like you want a guy who kind of like you know backs off and lets Tatum and Brown do things so they don't have to like. ISO constantly. They don't have to take everything off the dribble. You know, you can run them on pin downs. You can run them curls. You can run the back door. You can do multiple things as opposed to, all right, Jason, here's a here's a pick. Oh, all right, here's Jason. Here's your here's your turnaround fadeaway. You know, it's, it's it lets them just be a little bit more creative on offense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think the Celtics that that 
whether it be that they need to install a system that because there's there's been teams like this right that are similar that have won without a traditional point guard i think they can win without a traditional point guard but i think that this celtics team needs a system that is that that plays on their strengths better i think that this system yes the iso heavy kick out system is good it was good it, you know obviously they played in the finals not like it didn't it doesn't work yeah yeah but I was about to say, let's not let's not act like we're like trashing they literally made the finals yeah but it was just one of those things that against the team that has been here before and they know how to force turnovers they know how to expose that and Draymond Green Draymond Green said it best he said that they asked him like what it was the what's the comparison of playing this Celtics team versus playing LeBron James and Draymond was saying, hey, this, I mean, the Celtics, they're, they're a young athletic team. They're really talented, but playing against LeBron is just a whole different beast, right? He's arguably the smartest player of all time. And he is also, I mean, he's just a, he's a freak himself. And yeah. when you're playing LeBron James, it's a game of chess that never ends. Every possession is a game of chess against LeBron James. And this Celtics team, they never were re- like Ime Udoka was playing chess, right, as a coach. But the Celtics themselves on the court, I never really felt like they were executing the chess game plan that Ime Udoka maybe wanted them to. And I feel like maybe they didn't, they're not skilled enough at this point in their careers to be able to execute it to that degree where – their handle is so they're so comfortable with their ball handling ability and their playmaking ability that they, those turnovers don't become an issue. Because I saw the glimpses of Tatum's of playmaking ability and his ability to get into the lane and be able to create for other guys and stuff like that. But when you couple that with the turnovers, it, it it's a it's a what do you call it? It's a double edged sword, right? Or it's a plus negative, whatever you want to call it, because it's like for every assist Tatum's getting you, then he's also getting a turnover that's leading to points that kind of counteract that assist anyway. So I think that this team, a lot of, I mean, this team, the, the thing about the Celtics that is such a good thing about when you have a young team that gets to the finals is that you really can grow from just internal development. And it, you might not even necessarily need a piece here or a piece there. Yeah, I think a, a point guard of that traditional standard would help. But at the same time, I think having a guy of Marcus Smart's capabilities on defense and his shot, knock his shot making ability also helps as well. Right. And I think that when you look at internal growth, I think that if we, if this Celtics team was able to do a lot of the things that we would expect for them to do as a, like with two talented, really star wings, if really the part of the large part of the problem is that none of these guys on the Celtics were able to take that step into superstar performance right i think jalen brown was the closest that we've gotten to it in this series for the celtics but tatum the guy that everybody was trying to anoint and who largely got a lot of the the varying coverages from the warriors and was getting covered by a lot of the warriors best players tatum he he everybody wanted to put him on that that stool but he just he couldn't grab the crown i mean we all we fall guys is one of the most popular games and we know that all right <laughs> it was hey, like look, look at the bringing Bringing the bringing it back to game. Yeah, <laughs> my man Jason Tatum was trying to reach the crown. He could never grab it, but he he just hasn't he hasn't had the experience. This this is where he showed you saw the lack of experience. You felt like he was getting it early in those other rounds, and you thought that maybe he was going to be able to take that superstar step, but he never really had the presence of the moment. Like there was moments right where the 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 Celtics are making a run to come back, but then Steph just knew okay, time to hit a three here. 
or trying to make make an aggressive play, trying to affect the game in some way. And Steph always did it, especially in those in those latter games where I mean they won the three straight. You always knew Steph was going to make a play or something that was going to shift momentum, or he would create the play for somebody else to make the play. And it mm-hmm. never really felt like Tatum Tatum got that balance. And I think yeah. that's the next level of development for him personally. Yeah, 1,000%. All right, speaking of, of retaliation, right, I just want to say that one shot, Steph came there, there, Steph is a three, I think, before, because that's him before. And Steph comes down, catches the ball, like, I don't know, like, on the on the, on the left side logo uh, thing, he just launches it as soon as he touches it. And he, he hits that out of, oh, this game's over. <laughs> I think, I think it was, I think it was the third quarter. It was either... It was either right before halftime the shot, or it was the, third the shot where he pointed game. to his ring, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, was that was third quarter. That was third quarter. That was third quarter. That yeah. was third quarter. He hit that shot, and I, I, I was like, "Yeah, bro, I, I, man, it was like one of those moments where you're like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, man, it's just it's so good to watch him. It's it's unbelievable. It's crazy because it was like, um. I, I, we talked about this, I think, last time. It was like, we, we, we didn't get to have that, like, crazy staff. I'm just going to I'm gonna take these crazy shots and put up 30 points a game in the finals every year because of certain people. But it was, like, it was good to watch him have, like, that one series. Yeah. Well, it was do- it was cool, man. I I think when we talk about this Warriors group, right, and we can, we can do a uh, – a reflection of, of how we see both these teams moving forward. But I think when we talk about this Warriors team and these core of guys, I think it, it just, I know I kind of get what you say when you say you wish Drake or Clay would have been like the other guy to be hot as well. Right. And cause I felt like I felt Clay's impact defensively. It was, it was, it was very m- missing on offense. Yeah. He, Bro, we, can, we can go ahead and say what it was. He was awful. <laughs> he was bad on offense. <laughs> he was really bad on offense. <laughs> Like I know, we talk about their their three as a core, but really, in parts, in large part, this year, I mean, in that series, Clay was for the most part. He had maybe one game that he he played at star level, but he played at star level all defensively the whole series. Though I mean, he was great defensively. Oh yeah, yeah. But when it came We're when it comes totally off. Yeah, when it came to offense, I mean, Andrew Wiggins was closest to another star rather than Clay was, and. Just in terms of even the efficiency of the scoring, I mean, Clay was bad. I think he shot five of twenty in this this last yeah. game, and which is crazy because he hit like three shots in the first quarter. Yeah, he did, and he just it just I mean, but Clay, but see, here's the thing: I I tweeted it, man. Clay takes some reckless. I mean, he he yeah. catches that thing, and you would think he's hot, and he just flings it. I'm like, yeah. Clay, what? Yeah. <laughs> Like it doesn't matter like where it's at, how deep it is, or nothing. He just he gets it. He he, he listen. Clay never turned down a shot. There's never a shot that Clay hasn't hasn't liked. <laughs> like he, he got like, some of those shots. I was like, this is baffling me, man. Like I can't even like Clay. It wasn't like Clay was like open on some of the shots. Like he's he's literally nah. <laughs> the guy is right on him. Like he like he can feel his breath. On him. And Clay was be like, oh, that's my shot. Got it. <laughs> Here's the window. I think it's cool, though, because this team, I mean, we got four titles in eight years. Would you would you consider this team to be a dynasty? Absolutely. Yeah, I think so, too. 
I so, think okay, so. so the only the only issue I have, right? Did they miss the playoffs outside of that one year? They were bad. They missed the playoffs the year they lost to the Lakers in the play in. <sighs> yeah, right, that's my only issue, right? But see, it's but they were the hurt for part of the season though. Yeah, but I mean that's part of being a dynasty. Yeah, but I mean, I, I, I guess, but if you really, you had two down years, and then you come back and you win again. Yeah, the Bulls, know, the Bulls so, had two I'm down saying, years. So it's like, well, yeah, but I guess we, you can't call always, them two down years. Exactly, we always break it up, right? We always call it a three feet, the first three feet, the second three feet. We never call it a Bulls dynasty. No, but the Bulls were a dynasty. Come on. I mean, they, I mean, they were when Jordan played. They were. Yeah, they but were. We, but we more often, we more often than not say. We re- we reference it first three feet, second three feet. We rarely say yeah, but it was a di- but what, okay. So then, what are we considering a dynasty? That was a dynasty. It was. You know, I'm gonna lose this sense of the term. Yeah. What, wait, okay. What, it's, what is it's, a dynasty it's, it's then? Tough. It's, I, I I don't know. Like the like the Spurs were always a dynasty because they were always great. Like they didn't have years where they were like completely bad, right? No, but see, here's the thing, though. If the Spurs are considered a dynasty just for consistently still being good, I mean, I, I respect them. I do think the Spurs were a dynasty. But they, I do think they you also sprinkled also... in championships. What? They also sprinkled in championships. They were never bad, consistently great, and won championships. Yes, but I'm saying that was the same. But the only thing that kept the Warriors from being consistently good was the fact that their best players got hurt. Uh, that's that's part of that's part of it. I mean, listen, yes, but when they but when they're all there, they were help. They, I mean, they they won. Yeah, that's great. They weren't all there. That's part of the game, bro. Nah, but that's still a dynasty. If, if the, know, the if the Bulls know, are considered a dynasty in the two down years when Jordan was gone, and then when he came back and was there partially, they're they're still considered a dynasty. Listen, Would you consider Kobe I, Shaq a dynasty? Yeah, they The Warriors won four titles in eight years. They, they won in six they won finals one, trips. Lot. All right, hold on. They won one. Five the Then they won. They lost. Three three one lead. Then won two. Then they played back to back. Then won one. I don't know, bro. <laughs> like, that's I mean, not bad. Like, ah, I don't know. That's a tough one. Dude, they're a dynasty, man. There's no shot. Because then, if, 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 if this is going to be the the, because then we're gonna, what? All these teams. So a team has to sustain, or either you three p, or you have to sustain your greatness for ten years. I mean, they're at eight in eight seasons. Yes, in eight seasons, they've won four. They've won titles half of the time. They've been together. And they and they missed a fourth of the time. They. Okay, so since they first got to the finals, they won a title four yeah. at least four times out of those eight seasons. That's I don't know what we're batting for here. And then and then they missed the playoffs two of the two times out of that. But they were hurt. Like you just can't leave that exactly. bit of con. Like, yeah, you can. That's still you so what? The first one hurt? So the Patriots aren't you a dynasty because hurt? of the year when when they missed the play, the postseason because Tom Brady was out. No, 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 no. How many? No, how long of a sustain? They were still great. They, they missed the playoffs. They, they, they went 10-6 and, and missed the playoffs in a compa- highly competitive year. Completely different. Yeah, they, they missed the playoffs like in the AFC East. Oh, my gosh. When the they, only team there was the Jets. Sure. They, didn't, they weren't the worst team in the league. 
the Warriors were only that for one year when everybody was ah, hurt. Yeah. Though the year, but, even but the season when Steph came Lillard? back for part of the time, they they almost beat the Lakers in the play-in. Almost doesn't matter. Come what on, man, it? that's that's garbage. No, no, no. But you see, you see, you see what you said about the Patriots, though. They almost made the playoffs. No, but I'm saying, that, but the Patriots are still considered a dynasty. We don't hold it against the Patriots, so why are we holding it against the Warriors? No. Also, that's that's my thing. That no. we're not we're not holding this against the Pats. So I'm saying if the Pat no, the Patriots get credit had, for it, they and, had one down year. It's so and that down year was still and that down year was still playoff in ninety nine percent of the The thing that just doesn't make sense to me is because if we're talking about titles in an X amount of years, what Tom Brady was a Patriot for how many years? He was with the Patriots for was it twenty seasons? I think. I think it was somewhere around there. And, I mean, if we calculate the amount of times that that team was down in all those years when Tom Brady was with them, I just – I don't know how – I don't know how the Patriots get off with it. And then when they win six titles, I don't even think their efficiency rate was as good as the Warriors. So how are they – I don't – nah, man. That doesn't make any it's, sense. It's about, it's about consistency. And the Warriors have been consistent. This, this argument doesn't make sense, man. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, no, it doesn't because if, your, if you can't, you can't make your, your <laughs> No, 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 because you the, the, your argument is flawed in how it's how it's presented. You just can't make a case saying, "Oh yeah, we hold it against these guys, and we don't hold it against these other guys." When these other guys have a higher efficiency rate of winning championships in an X amount of years than these other than the other team, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it does. The Tom Brady, the Tom Brady, yeah. what the Tom Brady era started in. 2000 something like where 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 is it at 2001 right 2001 to all the way till 2018 that's 17 seasons 17 seasons they were nine and seven the year after they won the super bowl they didn't make the playoffs 2008 they didn't they didn't make the playoffs so they missed the playoffs two times in that 17 seasons Lost in the divisional round twice. I don't know, man. They missed it. They missed it two times in seventeen seasons. You're trying to compare that, and they were never again. Never the worst team in the league. Missed two times in seventeen seasons. Oh, they missed it two times in eight seasons. Because they were hurt. Brandon, it doesn't matter. Other teams, you think the Patriots were completely healthy? You think they weren't hurt? You think these other teams weren't hurt? But that no, but they I'm not. But the problem is the problem is I am I am ma- I'm not saying that the Patriots shouldn't be a dynasty. That's the thing you're trying to tell me the Patriots should be excused because of being. Well, oh, when they were down, guess what? They were hurt. The other teams were great. Yes, the same thing applies to the Warriors, and the Warriors won won more titles in this in a smaller time frame. That, that's the thing you can't hold one thing against one team and then slightly the and then you know you just excuse it for the other. That doesn't make any sense in the least bit. What do you mean? This team's a dynasty. You can't say the Patriots are a dynasty uh, because oh well, Tom Brady got hurt or somebody else got hurt in the in the two seasons. But then you know the Warriors' best player, who their whole offense is revolved around, was hurt. Their their second no, best player, no, Clay no. Thompson, was hurt. Yes, Steph was hurt. No, no. What I said was that even when their best player was hurt, they still were a great team. They just had again that huh? season that they missed the playoffs. They they went ten and. Without their best player. Not even best player. All time. Maybe the greatest 
quarterback. Wait, which which time. season? He still went 10 and yeah, Nigel. But the thing is, yes, but the problem is that the way the Patriots are built and the way that the Warriors are built is two different things. Hey, listen, bro. You think basketball you think basketball Duncan revolves around one player way more than football you does, think, and you, we both know that. Come on, now that's a joke. You think you think, you think Tim Duncan wasn't hurt? We can go through and look at each of Tim Duncan's seasons and see if Tim Duncan was hurt. You think he was? You heard, go, look, go look at when he had to go start doing uh, – he had to go do uh, – what's it called? He had to start doing load management. He started load management. Yeah, but he started – just because you're doing load management doesn't mean that the team – No. If, if your team is good mm-hmm. enough and you're able to do load management, it doesn't mean that your team just falls off a cliff now. No, he had to do low management because he was hurt. There's a difference between low managing and just being completely out the out the mix, like you're just hurt. No, he was he was getting hurt. That was the issue. That's why he had to go to low management because he couldn't play the minutes like he could before. Yes, but the but they also had younger players. Like let's not act like it was just all Tim. Like hey, they, they that, sufficed it with younger players that played that could play in those that's seasons, nice, right? And that's no, but that's nice, what I'm saying. Baby. And that's what they built. The Warriors now have built that infrastructure where you um, have other guys that can carry you even when Steph is out. That's the point. You're like you're like one of those dudes who try to crown Jason Tatum. You're just putting your doing it too early. Gotta give it a little bit of time. What are you, I'm not nobody what are you even talking Yo, you, about? You're 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 crowding them too early. Oh my gosh, what is this guy time. talking gotta about? This is trash. Alright guys, you that's gotta, it. Gotta give it a little more time. This podcast is over. This you're, man you're is rushing. just disillusioned. What is he even talking about? They are one. I guess this is unbelievable. They won four titles in eight seasons. They won four titles. I don't I'm not wanting anything. It is what it is. They are they are a dynasty. They've won four titles in eight Eight I get years. It, I get it. You That's really want them they've to won, be a They've won literally one less title than the Spurs. And how much time? Oh, please, please. That's I, a joke. Get out of here. All right, guys. I, I That's going to wrap it up for this episode of the KBR Sports Podcast. Of course, make sure you guys go ahead and follow, subscribe to the podcast. Go ahead and support by leaving a review and a rating. Also, make sure you subscribe to the KBR Sports Podcast on YouTube. Also, make sure you guys go ahead and follow the social media links down in the description. Of course, guys, if you have any topics you want us to talk about, drop a comment down below. Drop a comment on the YouTube channel. I'll make sure I make a video about it. And, of course, guys, until next time, I'm out. Congratulations to